Is it possible Zach Parise will be back? We'll talk about that and preview both of this weekend's games. All that and a lot more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Friday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. So you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Well, we have got a lot to discuss on today's show. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to talk about on a future episode, Feel free to email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever's on your mind. And we will get to a couple of mailbag questions later on on today's show. You can also follow the show on X at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on X at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders all season long. And I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So make sure you join me for instant insight and analysis. And it's always great to talk Islanders hockey with you, game time or any time. Two rumors like this could come at any time. But now we finally do have a little word about this. And I did want to mention it, uh, very possible that Zach Parise, well, could come back to the New York Islanders. Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet, uh, in his most recent 32 Thoughts column, uh, basically tweeting out, not sure what it means for an NHL return, but Zach Parise has been skating pretty hard in Minnesota, I assume, when ready, it will be the Islanders. And look, we know that when the announcement was made by uh, Zach Parise at Getaway Day on, I believe it was May 1st, he basically said, uh, I don't know whether I'm retiring or coming back, but if I come back, it'll either be the Islanders or nobody. And again, he could theoretically change his mind on that, but it it doesn't seem like that would necessarily be the case. So we know 
Parise, if he returns, it will likely be the Islanders. Friedman basically reiterated that. You add to the mix the fact that Lou Lamorello has said repeatedly, whenever he was asked anything about Zach Parise, that, you know, the door was always open for Parise to return. So you got all of that on the table, and now finally, for the first time, Parise, you know, we have some kind of confirmation that he's working out and skating hard, but does that mean it's in preparation for a return? And maybe, if, if you're Zach Parise, the one thing that has eluded him throughout his NHL career is a Stanley Cup. And now that the Islanders are kind of surging and they're in second place in the Metropolitan Division, maybe that is the kind of thing that makes Zach Parise say, you know what, I'm going to put on the skates and give it another go. So it is, you know, possible that Zach Parise could try to return. The question then becomes, though, if Zach Parise returns... Where does he fit into the lineup? And who sits? The most likely answer, in my mind, is this. Parise, and again, injuries and trades and 8 million things. You know, if if Parise decides to come back after the All-Star game, and I'm just making up a timetable... But if he decides to come back, let's say, after the All-Star game or at the trade deadline, whenever he decides, you know, he wants to return, if he decides he wants to return, to me, the most logical move would be that Hudson Fashing would become the extra forward. Julian Gauthier probably moves down to the fourth line with Sezikis and Clutterbuck, and then you insert... Pajot, Holmstrom, and Parise as your third line. I I think that would make the most sense overall. But again, a lot of things could change that equation at any time. And the first domino that would have to fall is that Zach Parise would indeed have to say he's ready and wants to play. If he does, little doubt in my mind that Lou Lamorello would welcome him back with open arms. And here's the thing about Parise. I have no I have said every dayers, you have heard me say time and time again, I want this team to get younger, faster and more skilled. And you know, Parise's not going to make the team younger. I don't think he would make them substantially faster. He might add a little skill to the lineup, but because of the way he plays, I have no objection whatsoever if Parise wants to come back. I know he would work hard to be ready. I know what intangibles he adds to the lineup, the work ethic that he brings, the leadership, both in the locker room, and by example, not just vocal, but by example. I know he influenced, for example, Hudson Fashing a lot when Fashing was called up last year. A lot of the young players and a lot of the veteran players 
for that matter, look up to, uh, to Zach Parise, and rightfully so, because of everything he's accomplished in this league. He can certainly help you on the second power play unit if you need him to. He can kill penalties if you need him to. He will add to your scoring depth. I mean, I, I don't think it's a stretch to say that Zach Parise is capable of scoring more at this point than Hudson Fashing, if that's the lineup substitution. So, I, I think overall, it would be a good addition for the Islanders, but again, nothing official at this point. But to me, Elliot Friedman is a reliable source, and the fact that Parise is skating and working, to me, that's a good thing, and we'll see whether or not he does indeed make the decision to return. It had been extremely quiet about Zach Parise since training camp started, but now we are finally hearing something, and it's intriguing to see whether or not Parise would want to return to the lineup. All right, we have got a lot more to discuss on today's show. Uh, The Islanders have two games coming up this weekend. Uh, Tonight against the Bruins, 7.30 Eastern time start. And don't forget, you could hear every minute of that game and listen to the Islanders' hometown radio broadcast on Sirius XM. Go to the SXM app and just do a search for Islanders. And then Saturday at the Canadiens, we're going to preview both of those games and then... Uh, For our Islanders' birthday of the day, uh, an Islander who played with the team in the mid to late 2000 teens and had one really good season and then kind of fell off the radar. Let's see if you can guess who that is. We have got all of that and a whole lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And, you know, Game Time will give you peace of mind with your purchase. My favorite thing They have the view from your seat in the app, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive, and that is a great thing. And Game Time has deals on tickets, not only up to the start of the event, but even an hour after it starts. It is the place to find last-minute seats. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Locked On has launched the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus... Our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So the Islanders have a pair of games this weekend. Uh, Tonight, the last game of the six-game homestand against Boston. 
as the Big Bad Bruins come to town. And again, you can hear every minute of that game with the Islanders' hometown radio broadcast on Sirius XM. Just go to the SXM app and search for Islanders. This is going to be a challenge. The Boston Bruins, still one of the best teams in the league, 27 games. They've only lost five times in regulation. 40 points, they're 18-5-4. and four. <clears throat> And you look at the numbers, goals against, they're second in the league. They have two outstanding goaltenders in Jeremy Swayman and Linus Olmark. Olmark, of course, the reigning Vesna champion. Swayman outplaying Olmark this year. A 207 goals against average and a 933 save percentage for Swayman. He is 9-1-3. Olmark 9-4-1 with a 2-7-1 goals against average and a 9-13 save percentage. They defensively are elite. They're second in the league in goals against, first in the league on the PK, killing off more than 9 out of 10 of opposing teams' power play chances. Goals scored, Boston kind of in the middle of the pack, 16th, and they're 13th on the power play. David uh, Pasternak. He is by far their leading scorer. 16 goals, 39 points in 27 games. Brad Marchand, 25 points. And then Charlie Coyle, 10 goals, 21 points in 27 games. This is a tough team to beat. And a lot of these names obviously familiar. The line combinations, Morgan Geeky, Jake DeBrusque, and David Pasternak. The top line, Charlie Coyle centers, Brad Marchand and Trent Frederick on the second line. Matthew uh, Poitras centers James Van Riemsdyk and Danton Heinen on the third line. And from left to right on the fourth line, Jakob Luko, John Beecher, and Oscar Steen. On the blue line, Hampus Lindholm and Brandon Carlo are the top pairing. Matt Greslick and Ian Mitchell are the second pairing. Mason uh, Laurie and Kevin Shattenkirk are the third pairing. And then, of course, the goalie, Swayman. And Olmark, Milan Lucic is out. Derek Forbore uh, on IR and Charlie McAvoy right now, day-to-day. Certainly would be big if the Islanders don't have to face McAvoy, who is dangerous on the power play. Bruins, losers of two of their last three, although their last loss to New Jersey was in OT. Swayman got the call. For the Bruins in that game, so we may see Olmark against the Islanders. That should be a good one and a big challenge to keep this four-game winning streak alive. And then on Saturday, you go to the back-to-back and you face a Montreal Canadiens team. Islanders are going to be in a back-to-back. Montreal will not. And the Canadiens continue to surprise They are one game under NHL 500, but most people thought they would be one of the more uh, challenged teams in the league, be near the bottom of the standings, and they're not. They have 28 points in 29 games. And, you know, you look at the numbers, and it's kind of hard to see how they're doing it. They're 28th in goals scored, 26th in goals against. The power play is 23rd. The penalty kill is weak. Right now, 30th in the league, Islanders, if they can get their power play going, uh, certainly would be a big advantage. And the Canadiens are 27th in the league uh, 
uh, in penalty minutes. So they, they are in the box a lot. Nick Suzuki presently leading the team with 23 points in 29 games. Sean Monahan has nine goals to pace the team. Suzuki, 15 assists, leads the team. Cole Caulfield, seven goals, 20 points. Michael Matheson, five goals, 20 points. You look at their lineup combinations, Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield, and Yore Slavkovsky. The top line, Jake Evans, Sean Monahan, and Josh Anderson are the second line. Christian Dvorak, Joel Armia, and Brendan Gallagher are the third line. And from left to right on the fourth line, Michael Pizzetta, Mitchell Stevens, and Jesse Elonen. On the blue line, Michael Matheson and David Savard are the top pair. Caden Gould, Justin uh, Barron are the second pair. And Jaden Struble and Jonathan Kovacek are the third pair. The goaltenders right now, Sam Montembeau and Jake Allen. Tanner Pearson out with an injury. Kirby Doc on the IR, as is Jordan Harris, Alex Newhook, and Raphael Harvey-Pennard. But uh, you cannot take the Habs lightly, and they will be well-rested while the Islanders are coming off the back-to-back games and traveling after a home game against Boston. To me, you got to get a minimum of two points out of these four games, and you know you can't take Montreal lightly. I would assume it will be Sorokin against the Bruins and then Varley against the Habs, but we'll see how that one ends up playing out. As for Montreal, they have lost their last two, although the last game was a shootout loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Montembeau was the goalie in that game, so again, very possible that we see Jake Allen against the Islanders, although, uh, you know, they will be rested and ready for the Islanders at that point. So, again, got to get at least two points. To me, the Bruins game is sort of the bellwether. It'll tell you how for real the Islanders are. And if you can get a point, or better yet, two points against the Bruins, and then get two points against the Canadiens, that would be, to me, a very successful weekend and uh, don't forget, of course, we will have full coverage of those games uh, on the Monday show. But another challenging weekend ahead uh, for the New York Islanders, and hopefully they will find a way to get it done. We've got more to get to on today's show. We're going to answer some of your mailbag questions. We're going to talk about something that I wanted to talk about on yesterday's show but didn't get a chance to. Uh, plus, of course, our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And look, you got the NFL. You've got the college bowl season coming up. You have got the NBA, college basketball, and of course the NHL. Islanders with two big games this weekend. 
Maybe you want to see the odds on them winning. Maybe you want to do a player prop. How many saves will Ilya Sorokin have? Check it out. We'll, we'll talk about all of that. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So one thing I, I didn't get to talk about on yesterday's show, and I really should have, and I'll do it now, uh, good job, classy job by the New York Islanders to give a video tribute to Ross Johnston. And it was Ross the boss's first game back at UBS Arena since he was claimed by the Anaheim Ducks. And look, Ross Johnston did a very difficult job for this team for a number of years, was in and out of the lineup, never complained, was always there for his teammates, gave you everything he had, even as his role in the NHL is more and more being minimized, let's say. And for the Islanders to have that tribute video, and you could see Johnston was touched, and you could see how happy he was to come back and see some of his former teammates. Just a, a very classy decision by the Islanders. It was deserved. Ross Johnston earned it for everything he's done for this team over the years. And I, I, it was a touching moment. I was happy to see it. And like I said, Ross, the boss, deserved that tribute. So very happy for Ross Johnston. Wanted to get to a, a couple of emails. And again, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. This one is from our friend Ken in Minnesota. We haven't heard from him in a little while. Uh, hey, Gil, I have to think that since the Islanders have acquired these latest additions, that the team has been fortified. They may not be flashy additions that we've been looking for, but when you think about it, they're getting the job done. They're filling needed holes. I have to admit I was calling for Lou's head earlier in the season, but he is looking like the savvy veteran GM once again. Hope he's got more moves left in his bag as the trade deadline approaches. As always, appreciate what you do. Thanks, Ken in Minnesota. Ken, thanks for the email. I have to agree with you on this. Uh, the, the moves that Lou Lamorello made were smart ones. They didn't cost the team much. Um, both players low on the salary cap hit, and you're using you know, LTIR money, to, to pay them, more or less. Both players, veterans, experienced, able to step into the lineup, and both of them are playing solid hockey. Riley helps you move the puck. Bortuzzo is, is physical and smarter in his own zone. I like these pickups. I credit Lou Lamorello. Look, I try to shoot straight. As far as I'm concerned, if Lou Lamorello deserves criticism or any player, I'm going to be critical. If they deserve praise, I'm going to praise them and for these two moves, Lou deserves praises as far as what you said about the trade deadline. Maybe that's when he makes the splash, or maybe Zach Parise is the splash. We'll see. But we, uh, you know, things looking up a little bit as of late on Long Island. Next one is from our friend Kevin Gill. Good morning. Are the Islanders really a second-place team, and are the Islanders playing with house money against the Bruins? Two questions. Well... First of all, Kevin, right now, yeah, they are a second-place team. Can they sustain it? It won't be easy. Let's put it that way. I, I think this team can beat any team on any given night, but they can also lose to any team 
on any given night. And for the Islanders, it will be important for them to be more consistent, to clean things up in their own zone a little bit more, and to, to, to just give you more of a 60-minute effort. There are still uh, too many incidents during games where this team is just on its heels and not playing smart, especially in their own zone. That being said, could this team legitimately finish in second place this year? Yeah, they could, but they could also finish in sixth. So this is a a division that is tight, that there are a lot of teams who are either overachieving or underachieving. I think Philadelphia has played better than anybody expected. I think that, uh, for example, Carolina has struggled New Jersey has struggled more than most people expected. The key is which team is going to be more consistent. And the Islanders are winning right now in spite of all these injuries. So, you know, ultimately, if the question is, are they really a second-place team? Well, the standings say they are. They could be. I think they're more like a third, fourth, or fifth-place team in, in reality. But again... What happens when Pelic and Pollock get back? What happens if Zach Parise returns? What if Lou Lamorello pulls the trigger on a trade? Injuries could affect all of these things. It's going to be a, a horse race to the finish, and we'll see. As far as playing with house money against Boston, it depends what you're looking at. If you're going to ask me, has this homestand, six-game homestand, where you're now 4-0-1, If you lose to Boston, is it still a successful homestand? Absolutely. You give me nine points out of a possible 12, I'll take it. Uh, So in that sense, yeah, maybe they're playing with house money. But you think about this game more as a measuring stick. If they lose by a goal and it's close, I'm not going to be upset if they play well and still lose to Boston. But I want to see where this team is. I want to see this team rise to the occasion against the Bruins and play a full 60-minute game. If they win, great. If they lose, I'll take it. If they just play that smart 60-minute effort and a good hockey game and you go up against one of the best teams in the league and fall just short, I can handle that. But that being said, you look at the standings and how tight they are, Islanders, 35 points, Flyers 33, Capitals, Devils, and Hurricanes 31, Penguins 29. You have six points separating second and seventh place in this division. There isn't a lot of you know margin for error. So are they playing with house money in some ways? Yes, but every game matters. And one thing you can't do You can't go out and play really, really well against Boston, get a point, get two points, and then lay an egg against Montreal, and you don't want to lose both games. You don't want to, you know, end the winning streak and go on and start a losing streak. So let's see, but as of late, this team is playing a heck of a lot better. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And, uh, well, again, we're kind of running behind this week because there were a whole bunch of birthdays early in the week and not many late, but Tuesday was the 38th birthday of former Islanders winger Andrew Ladd. 
the native of Maple Ridge, B.C., a first-round pick, fourth overall by the Hurricanes back in 2004, made his NHL debut in 05-06 for Carolina, went on to play for Carolina, Chicago, the Atlanta Thrashers, went with them to Winnipeg when they became the Jets, back to the Blackhawks, and then the Islanders before closing out his NHL career with the Arizona Coyotes in the 2021-2022 season, scored 29 goals with Atlanta in 2010-2011. For the Islanders, his best year, 2016-2017, when he won a Cy Young Award, 23 goals, only 8 assists in 78 games, came back in 17-18-18-19, and for part of 2019-2020, but injuries caught up to him, and then... Obviously, the cap hit caught up to him. Managed to get one more year in Arizona. Finished his career with 1,001 NHL games, 256 goals, 550 points, 615 penalty minutes, add nine goals, 18 points in 65 uh, playoff games. His better game as an Islander, one of his best, February 16th, 2017 at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Islanders. Hosting the New York Rangers, Henrik Lundqvist, the goalie for the Rangers. Tomas Grice in goal for the Islanders. And in this game, Andrew Ladd scores twice on three shots, played in 15 minutes, three seconds. He ends up scoring once in the second period on a goal assisted by Steven Gianta. And an empty netter at the end, Jason Chimera with the assist. He scores twice. Islanders beat the Rangers by a score of 4-2. So Andrew Ladd, who started off with uh, like gangbusters with the Islanders and then kind of faded away to some things that were really not in his control, he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day, everydayers. Tomorrow, or Monday rather, on the show, we will have our key takeaways from both Friday and Saturday's game. We'll also give you the latest injury updates. Plus, if we have any new news on Zach Parise, we will obviously give that to you as well. Hopefully, Scott Mayfield can come back and play in at least one of this weekend's games. Uh, Check us out on Twitter or X, uh, and we'll keep you up to date on all of that. And of course, we'll have our one-minute videos posted on YouTube after both games. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.